0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are, we're going to start off with some breaking news. Uh, the head coach of the Eagles, Doug Peterson, has been fired, reported by Tom Pellicero, today on ESPN. Um, Me and Adam were talking about the possibility of this happening. I didn't think it was going to happen Yeah, I thought they were going to give him another season, but uh, I can't say I'm surprised that this happened today. How about you?
1: Uh, like I said on the previous podcast, uh, I didn't think it was uh, a surprise. We both said if he got fired, would it be surprised? If he was the head coach, would it would be surprised. Um, it seemed like things were heading in this direction after what happened in week 17 versus the football team. And you've seen a lot of backlash from players. We were hearing about Carson Wentz's frustration with Doug Peterson. And, you know, there's been rumblings happening in the past week or two. And so it wasn't really a much of a shock. Um, you know, the past couple of days, it almost felt like it was imminent, like any moment was going to happen. Um, So not really surprised there. I think it is a little crazy that he won the Super Bowl, what, three years ago, and he's he's fired. I don't know how many head coaches that's happened to. Uh, I can't imagine a lot. Um, So not really a shock factor, but I think a little bit surprised that it actually happened, you know? Yeah. And also to all the the Philly fans that were – On Twitter saying it wasn't a big deal. Giants got to win more games and stuff like that. Now they know that it was a big deal. It wasn't just Giants fans, you know, crying and bitching or whatever.
0: Now with this, uh, people are saying that uh, Wentz is more likely to come back next season.
1: Oh yeah, I did see that. And I think I have to agree that I I think it was a power struggle maybe between Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. I think the Eagles, you know uh front office and owner i think they wanted they weren't happy with the progression of carson Wentz, and the you know he he was an mvp type caliber quarterback just a few seasons ago and now you look at him now he looks like damaged you know yeah so for sure. i think that was a big stain on uh doug peterson's resume and i think that was the ultimate reason why he got fired i also think that carson Wentz might not go anywhere i think they they're trying to cater to him. I think they it was an option between you pick the player, your star quarterback, or the head coach, and it looks like they picked Wentz over Peterson.
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, there's not, I don't think there's much to say about this firing.
1: And it Like we said, it, it, felt, it felt like a possibility for a couple of weeks now. We could talk about uh, the fit with the Jets, because as soon as he got fired, there was a, reports right away that he was linked to the Jets as a potential head coaching candidate and at the top of the head coaching uh
0: list for them Mhm. well i mean if they need a head coach that's gonna tank <laughs> fuck it
1: yeah perfect oh uh, i just want to say that we're both giants fans obviously right yeah but i'm more i i root for all new york teams so i could talk a little bit from a jets perspective than you maybe right probably so i want to say that i don't really like the fit for the jets you know this is my. It might be a little Giants base because they kind of screwed us and we hate Philly and everything. And I'm not a big Doug Peterson fan, anyways. I never really liked them, but I don't really like to fit with the Jets. I hope they go a different direction. I hope they get fresh blood, so maybe someone from the college ranks to for that position. Um, I just, you know, the way he handled Wentz, I don't think I would be comfortable him handling maybe a Sand Darnold or Justin Fields or or whoever Trey Lance, whoever they draft. So I don't know. I wouldn't give this guy a young quarterback until tell him here to develop him. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really, you know, you have to question the, is that skill of his.
0: Well, I have a question now. Mm. Do, do you think <clears throat> Jason Garrett runs the NFC gauntlet and says, fuck it, I'm going to Philly? You know, you know,
1: I can see it, man. I can see it. I'm telling you, I can see that too. I think uh, there was a report also when after he got fired that, said that the ultimate reason he got he, you know, things didn't work out is because he didn't like being told what to do or something. A lot of people were telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Jason Garrett loves being yeah. what to do. Yeah, he's been, Jerry Jones has been uh, trolling him for many years when he was on the <laughs> Cowboys. So if they want someone controllable, you know, like a like a figurehead or something, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, Jason Garrett's perfect. And, you know, he's just, you know, he's jumping around the, he's hopping around the NFC East already. might as
0: well. Yeah, and,
1: and, you know, Cowboys Giants. Let him go to the Eagles. Gets fired. put him go be a coordinator for the Washington uh, Football
0: Team. Sounds like a great time to me, honestly. Yeah. You want to get into these games from last weekend?
1: Yeah. That, so, definitely these. Uh, Wild, Super Wildcard uh, Weekend was pretty good. I thought we got some pretty good games. Even some of the some, some stinkers, but some. Pre- I think even some of the stinkers had good moments. Like the worst game was probably the Saints uh, Bears game. That was horrible, but. It had that extra factor to it because it was on Nickelodeon and everybody was having fun with it. And the, the slime cannons were hilarious. And Nate Burleson trying to explain stuff to the kids. And it, <laughs> it was like, you know, it was like the 50 yard line is like doing homework and stuff. And then when you get to the red zone, that's like a test.
0: Honestly, I thought he did a pretty good job yeah. from what I saw. I, I, I thought he did really well. Yeah, I thought he, I, I was skeptical at first. I was like, hey, what the hell is this? But I thought he did a pretty good job. I actually liked
1: all three of them. It was like Noah, something. It was Gabby and Nate. So I thought
0: all three of them did a pretty good job. All right. Well, let's let's start from the top. Mm-hmm. First game of the weekend. Bills beat the Colts 27-24. to 24. I thought that some of the play calling for the Colts was kind of suspect. Um, the Colts are up, right? Mm. And then they decided to go for it. On fourth and, I don't know, fourth and something. And instead of going up 13 to 10 or 17 to 10, they ended up being tied with, uh, they ended up still being tied with the Bills. I think it was 10 10 at that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like in a playoff game, it's hard to take points off of the board. But their kicker did just miss a field goal before that. But the thing is, like the difference between they would have been if they went for it a field goal instead of going for a touchdown, it would have been a tie game. And if the field goal, if the kicker made the field goal, then the Colts would have easily won by three. Which I mean, it was, I thought it was a really, I thought that was a really good game to start it off. I really liked the game. Yeah, I thought Frank Reich, which is the
1: head coach for the Colts, I think he felt like field goals were going to win this game. So he was trying to be aggressive and try to score touchdowns when he had the opportunities to. Yeah. You know, but, you know, in the moment, I kind of agree. I always kind of like when you're in the red zone, go for it. Because, you know, you don't get to the red zone every drive, you know. When you get there, you want to capitalize, you know. Yeah, yeah. But hindsight now looks like he should have took the points. You know, keep the field goal. You're up. You have momentum. So, you know, you can't really bash the guy for hindsight, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to talk about towards the end of the game. Uh the f I mean the when Philip Rivers had the ball and he was he felt like he was gonna mark down the field and you know, make an exclamation point, you know, this is his last probably his last year in the NFL he thought he was gonna do something special, but uh, I forgot who, but someone fumbled the ball and it was just it was just so so painful to watch.
0: And the fail Mary at the end too. The fail? Phil- he didn't even get into the end zone. Yeah,
1: even if the guy caught he would get tackled at the four.
0: Like They should have, honestly, they probably should have put Brissette in there or something. At least he, you know, he's young, he could probably throw it. Mm. Because it doesn't need to be accurate, it just needs to go far, right? Yeah. The players just have to get under it at that point. Yeah. Yeah, watching that film, Mary was sad. Also, I thought the Bills were trying to
1: lose so bad. I don't
0: know what they were doing towards the end (laughs) in that
1: fourth. They were cruising all game. The Colts were making mistakes, turnovers, and uh, leaving points on the board, and... The fourth quarter happened and Phil Rivers just he just went to the whole field and scored two easy touchdowns towards the end and made it a game again um, mm-hmm. but I give credit to the Bills I give credit to Josh Allen he, he played you he played amazing he was making incredible throws he was doing stuff with his feet he was really battling and he played great
0: let's talk about the Rams Seattle Uh, yeah Wolford has one drive I think right mm-hmm. No, no. I think he has, like, two drives. And then he gets fucking... Like, his neck gets crum- crumpled up and shit. And he gets taken to the goddamn hospital. They have to put a crippled Jared Goff in there. With, you know, one hand, pretty much. And they somehow beat Seattle 30-20. to 20. Akers had an amazing game. Fucking... Oh, yeah, and Aaron Donald was out most of the second half, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it all signs point to... This should be a pretty easy game for Seattle, you know? They're they're missing one of the best players in the NFL right now for half a game. And they have Goff who threw fucking 9 for 19. But, I mean, they did not have any answers for Chris Akers at all. He he was going insane.
1: Yeah, it was a... Sean McVay did a hell of a job. You know, he definitely had a game plan, you know. He knew that the air air attack wasn't going to cut it this week, you know. He had... Quarterback situation was very questionable, you know. Obviously, we could tell goff was in a lot of pain, and discomfort. He wasn't himself, and Wolf, what was
0: his name? wolf hard
1: Yeah, he wasn't anything. Any the two drives I didn't see anything special from him either. So he did a good job scheming up ways to get the run going, and he stayed with it. You know, some court, some uh, head coaches they like to get pass happy towards the end of the game, and he just stuck with the run. And he said, "We're running the ball, and I want to see you stop us." And Seattle's defense couldn't stop them. Yeah. And, uh
0: I mean, C- Seattle looks sad out there.
1: Yeah, I think the fact that there was no fans and that's what Seattle is known for, is having those mm-hmm. fans and that extra boost to them, I think that definitely hurt them. And also their defense is just bad. They play so uninspired and kind of lazy and Jamal Adams is getting exposed to coverage all game. Like It was, it was very, a very ugly loss for the Seahawks and, and them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Russell Wilson had, I mean, eleven for twenty-seven. He got fucking picked off on a screen play. It was that was insane. Yeah,
1: that was a that was a huge, huge moment in that game. That really put the Rams in a position to run away with the game. After that, the momentum was was really on their side. After that. Also, um, I don't know if this is uh, you know my Giants fan coming out, but the Se- Seahawks did not look the same after that Giants game. The Giants went into their stadium and whipped them. Yeah, definitely. they really haven't been the same Seahawks. They haven't been really as scary. And I don't know if Giants did some did something on film or seen something on film that they can exploit, or there was a weakness. And you know, in the NFL, it's a really copycat league. You know, one team does something that you know to beat a team, and then the next week the same team copies what they did. You know, that's just how it goes in the NFL. You know, they're always looking at game game film and stuff. So I don't know what the Giants did that kind of exposed them on defense or offense or whatever, but. After that Giants game, I I was not confident in the Seahawks.
0: I mean, it's crazy because they won four and uh, they won four in a row after that Giants.
1: Yeah, but it's still I feel like it wasn't um, still wasn't pretty wins, and their deep you know you really had a question how their defense would hold up in a playoff
0: game, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it was just I don't know. I didn't expect that. That was the yeah. We both that was a one game mm. I thought was uh, a lot was pretty much a lot. Yeah. And, uh... We both got that did, wrong. Yep.
1: Actually... Did not see that coming. Them fucking Rams. I actually listened to the last pod where we talked about it, and we were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's no way this is a blow. and there's <laughs> no way Rams are gonna win, whatever. But we did... We both, at towards the end, we were like, okay, if Goff does come back in and he does play, then we can see it. We, the game could be interesting. So I'll give us a little bit of a pat on the back on that That We we, we <laughs> just didn't expect Goff to play. There, You know? Yeah. We, he did play, and... He made it interesting, and the defense came up big.
0: Yeah, definitely. Good, good by the Rams there. That's big. Hmm. Uh, next game, Tampa Bay versus the Washington Football Team. Uh, I think I thought it was a lot closer than it was gonna be. To be honest, 31 to 23. You
1: gotta talk about future Super Bowl MVP. Uh, uh, Heineke. Heineke, man, that guy. Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. He played a hell of a game. I just want to give him yeah, credit. Yeah,
0: he came in and played his ass
1: off for sure. It's funny because um, he was a backup a quarterback in the XFL? Or... XFL, yeah, yeah. A backup quarterback, and he comes into a playoff game, and he was playing good. He was Yeah, definitely. He was making throws. He was uh, running around, getting first downs, and diving for touchdowns and stuff. I thought he played a hell of a
0: game. Without a doubt. But uh, I think, I mean, all in all, I think the Bucks have an insane receiving core, Yeah. And that was just like, it was very overwhelming. And their run game is obviously nothing to, nothing to laugh at. Leonard Ford, that's an animal.
1: Yeah. We said it last week that we just didn't see the, we didn't see the, the Redskins, I'm sorry, the football team's uh, defense really stopping this, this pass attack because they're so, they're so talented. We named, you know, Godwin and AB and Mike Evans and Gronk and all these guys. And we weren't sure if the back end can really stop them unless they got a lot of pressure. You know, we said it last week. If you want to be Tom Brady, you got to put him on his butt, and they really did not And Chase Young was kind of a non-factor. He had no sacks. At all. I don't even think he ended up in the same zip code as Tom Brady all game. Watching it, <laughs> he never even—I don't even see him get close once. So, yeah, if you're not going to sack Tom Brady and you're going to give him time, you're not going to win the game. That's just that simple. Yeah, definitely. But um, Heineke, man, yeah, Heineke played great. Bucks played good. They did—they got the job done. It wasn't really. Um, a nail-biter it was a it was a fun entertaining
0: game to watch but I think
1: Bucks had it from the whole game
0: well yeah I'm gonna be honest halfway throughout the Rams game I kind of got a little uh inebriated so I was kind of watching uh the Bucks-Washington game I was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like I I was seeing double and shit I don't know but I watched some of the highlights the day after I mean Heineken looked good receiving core everything I mean I think uh, the Bucks have a good chance to just take it this year, go all the way.
1: Yeah, they're definitely uh Nobody really wants to verse them. I think they're a pretty scary team. Yeah, definitely. You think uh, you think uh Heineke's the future at quarterback for the football team?
0: i uh, probably not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably not. I think him and Kyle Allen and whoever they bring in probably just be backups, and Alex Smith. Yeah. Alex Smith will be the quarterback next year again.
0: I, I have a question. Do you think? Uh you think the Giants had a better chance than the football yes, team yes, did seeing how they
1: yes, played yes 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 I think if the yep. Giants versus the Seahawks I think the even the Bucks, I think it would've been close I think they would've beat the football team but obviously they wouldn't have because you know only one would've made it I was actually scared of the Saints but the Saints, the Saints didn't even play good at all yeah no absolutely yeah that was the only team where I was like I don't think the Giants going into the dome and beating Drew Brees but they didn't even play they didn't even play good mm-hmm
0: well that's those are all the Saturday's games mm- I thought uh I thought they were all fairly good. Yeah.
1: I thought they were pretty very entertaining that they all had their things to
0: them, you know. It's
1: their stories. Yeah. And, you know.
0: Well now we go to we go to Sunday's games. First game of the day. Ravens versus Titans. That was a
1: great, great, great game. Uh you know, just watching football and you watching two teams that absolutely hate each other is just amazing. Because <laughs> Yeah, definitely. When you have players who are just hitting each other and they hate each other and they're you know there's more to football online just, there's pride and there's respect and the head coach hate each. the head, two head coaches hate each other and the players hate each other and all the antics on the field you know dancing on the logo yeah. and all the stuff you know all the stuff that's not football you just makes the game even more interesting because you know two teams that hate each other they, you know they want to split each other's throats and I thought Lamar did great I thought he did good you know get, passing the ball and running the ball and you know as a dual threat he was he was really good
0: yeah, I mean, um, his first playoff win. I thought it was oh, much yeah. needed yeah, that was huge. for his career after last mm-hmm. year, and a big difference between this year and last year. I mean, the Titans went up ten points in the first, right? Mm. And I mean, I think, uh, I think, the Ravens looked very composed and like handled it a lot better than they would have last year. Because last year, I mean, you know, the Titans. I mean, I guess the Titans were more underdogs than they were this year, so it's kind of more unexpected. Mm. But I thought Lamar played great. Yeah, he he needed that win for his career for sure.
1: Yeah, that was that was huge because there was some rumblings that Lamar's not a playoff quarterback. Now the dude's an MVP. The dude's a baller. He's a good. He's a great quarterback. You know, you, people have to yeah. start putting a little bit more respect on his name. You know, and I I mean,
0: 136 yards for rushing, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this guy's crazy.
1: And we said it last week. There, if if you shut down uh Hunt, um, Henry. Mm-hmm. Cause they shot him down. I think he only finished with like twenty-four rushing yards the game, which is. I have, he had forty, but still that's really. Yeah, low. that's like they did a great job, and what what do we say? Let Tannehill throw, and and then you 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 put you set yourself up for a, a win, cause he's not gonna really beat you. You know, if you're stopping the run and you're getting to the backfield, you know, not for, no shots to Tannehill. He had a you know a good year this year, but he's not really gonna he's not gonna beat you.
0: Yeah, he's not the quarterback to win a game like that. Yeah, he needs extra help. Yeah, and Corey Davis got hurt at the half or something. He was sitting down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. Um, moving on from that game, we have uh the Nickelodeon game this week, which is great. Saints versus the Bears. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about it earlier, but uh, I thought they did a very good job introducing it to kids and shit. They had like some of the characters come up and explain what what penalties were. And uh the, the announcer, what was his name? Nick what? Uh Nate Burlson. Nate Burleson, yeah, he did a fantastic job, I thought. But uh not really much to talk about that game. Yeah. Only thing I really only thing I really want to talk about was uh he had a he had a an know, an N V P award. Nickelodeon Valuable Player, some shit like that. And I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. They let the fans vote online. Mm-hmm. You wanna know who won? I know who won, but t- you can tell the fans. Listen, Mitchell Trubisky won the MVP award. The only and the worst, the worst part is the, the kid who was announcing like the sideline reporter they had, he pronounced his name wrong. He was his name is like, he said, Mick Trubisky. Yeah, this one, th- <laughs> the most valuable player. award. like, what the fuck? <laughs> that show was so disrespectful. I,
1: I know they were trying to get kids to watch the football more, but you think they'd put a kid that actually does watch football to announce the game. Mitchell, uh, Trubis, Trubuski, and then Mitch Trubuski. He said at and the end. "This is why fan voting is so bad. You can't let the internet vote on important things like this because they're they're no, so they so troll That I these little kids, bro. I'm telling you, probably adults still obviously voted, but these little kids are trolls, man. They they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they were doing.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh uh, yeah. As far as the game goes on the field, it's pretty." Bears could yeah that was definitely the most like boring I mean, game though. I are. mean Bears could get barely get a first down on drives if they got a first down mm-hmm. that was pretty much the whole drive they punted it they had one flea flicker that was actually like really really yeah, and the guy fucking dropped it yeah it really did I think it was uh, Mooney I think Mooney dropped it and after he dropped it and they didn't come up with points I was like Bears are not winning that, they have one trick play up their sleeve and if it works they <laughs> they in the game if it doesn't
0: they're all so, it's over and I really, I thought that play was really good, so I was impressed when I saw that come out. Who, who threw the ball?
1: It wasn't Trubisky, right? It, it was it was Trubisky. Uh, so, the, there was the running, the receiver flicked it, flicked it back to him or something?
0: Yeah, I think so. And then he threw it? Or the running back did, at least. Uh, that was a good throw, to be honest.
1: Best throw of his career, and it ended
0: up in a drop. Yeah, that, that was a tragic I throw. think the
1: receiver the receiver couldn't
0: believe that Trubisky actually made a good throw. <laughs> it was, it was like, literally right in front of him. It was perfect. And the guy just couldn't close his hands together yeah that was bring it magic. in chicken
1: you know Drew Brees in the dome NFL loves him even if it was a closed game I'm sure the rest would have called something. yeah uh,
0: but did you know that Drew Brees was a kid at one point because <laughs> they were talking about a lot in Nickelodeon
1: yo that was hilarious did, that, when they said that I was dying oh my God. they were like did you know that Drew Brees was once a kid I was like no way bro <laughs> I was like, yeah. I thought you just came in like uh, this. Bro, it's crazy. I was once a kid too. Me and yo, me and Drew Breezer we like this man, you know.
0: We got a lot of <laughs> like
1: We're so
0: relatable. Next game, we have probably the most interesting game <laughs> by far. Cleveland versus the Steelers. Forty eight to thirty seven. And I, I don't think the score really I think the score is closer than the game actually was, to be honest. Yeah, what is it? The first, first six seconds of the game, mm. a defensive fumble return.
1: The snap goes over Big Ben's head and yep. hit both Big Ben and I think it was James Conner. Both just looking at each other and not jumping on the ball. And then yeah. and then a Browns uh, defensive player just like, okay, if you guys are not gonna jump on the ball. I'm gonna jump on the ball. Touchdown. Yeah. Which is so the the game starts off horrible for the Steelers. And the, Big Ben gets the ball back. You know, they they score the touchdown to kick it off. Big Bang gets the ball, throws a pick. They score again, throws another pick. They score again. Uh, might have been even been a third pick, I'm pretty sure. They score again, and then all you look up and it's twenty eight to zero in the first quarter. Yep. It was uh, it was, it was bad. Not a lot of shit talking from the Steelers, right? After that.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. Then you know, Steelers start coming up again. Mm. They start picking it up. Score ten points in next quarter. Browns score seven, so now it's thirty-five to ten. Browns don't score. Pittsburgh scores thirteen coming out the half. Mm. So now what's the score? Twenty-three to thirty-five. So now it's getting a little bit closer. Mm. And I know all the Browns fans that were watching were like, "Oh my god, yeah, this is this is the scariest shit ever. Like this is where we lose. This is the Browns curse right here." Mm. Ended up being an 11-point game, but the game did not feel that close watching it. Yeah, I don't think... And, I mean, the Browns had a lot of... They didn't have no head coach, no offensive line coach, three backup O-line players, and they somehow just clutched it out. The offense went crazy this game. Defense played amazing. Big Ben washed up 500 yards, which is good. But, I mean, four picks on 68 pass attempts. He's shooting Kobe numbers. (laughs) You could just tell that
1: this this meant a lot more to the Browns than the Steelers. You know,
0: mm-hmm, you never
1: want to, you know, as corny as it sounds, but you don't ever want to give additional motivation to the team. You know, Steelers doing all their antics. Oh, Juju's, I think it was Juju. He's like, reverse them some every year. The Browns, the Browns are still the Browns, right? And, mm-hmm. lot, you know, you just Browns took that, you know, that shit talk or whatever. And they used it as motivation. And mm-hmm. they were like, this became more than just football. It came out of pride. And you've seen it on the field. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, you know. We didn't think the Steelers were that good. We said that they were the most overrated eleven O team, and we both picked the Browns in this game for that reason. We both said that they were going to be hungrier, and we didn't really believe in the Steelers' offense. But I, you know, don't you know? Just you know, you don't throw uh, oil on the fire, you know? Yeah, definitely. It just they bit them in the butt, and look what happened. I mean, they got absolutely smoked, and it was only close because Browns are playing like conservative defense, you know keep it you know in the middle of the field let their clock run and you know it wasn't really that close Brown's Brown's blue now
0: yeah I mean one thing I learned that you don't talk shit before something happens you wait till after because when you lose after talking shit it just it's so much worse than anything
1: yeah like everybody's on Twitter clowning the Steelers now yeah everybody has something to say and like, it just looks so bad i mean, it's just a, they make it the worst more painful and embarrassing than I had to be. You know. <laughs> definitely. That was a good game, entertaining-wise. Not, re- n- yeah, not really sure. competitive-wise, but it was a good game.
0: I mean, you know, James Conner didn't have that good of a game either. 37 yards of TD on 11 rushes. Longest 9 yards. And Juju looks like he had an amazing game. Because, like, Big Ben was just throwing so much. 157 yards, 1 TD. It might be his best game of his career.
1: Yeah, I think it was a little, like, stat-patty.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean... Big Ben threw it almost 70 fucking times. That's I I can't remember the last time I saw that in a game.
1: Yeah. I thought the Browns defense played they played good in the first half and obviously didn't in the mm-hmm. second half. But I thought Baker was yeah, I thought Baker was making some really, really good throws. And we said this in the last part that this isn't the same Browns team that they blew out earlier in the season. Baker looks a lot more confident. He's making throws. You know, he's putting in tight windows, he's putting in guys chests you know, between the numbers. And I thought he played a hell of a game. And we we both know that the running backs are dynamic, both of them, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nobody could stop them on the Steelers.
0: Yeah, definitely. That that two-headed run r- rushing offense is just ridiculous.
1: Two-headed monster they have over there. Yeah,
0: it's absolutely just, un- like, damn near unstoppable, it feels like, sometimes, mm. watching them.
1: So, we should talk about... Ne- that was all the games, right? That was six? Yeah. So, now we have to talk about next week. So... I have the the brackets right now. So it's going to be Browns versus Chiefs and Ravens versus Bills. That's the AFC. And the NFC is going to be Rams Packers and Bucks Saints. So let's start off with the first one it looks like Saturday at 4 is going to be Rams at, pa- uh, at Packers yeah at Lambeau. What do you-
0: Yeah, I think uh I think this is going to be a pretty easy game for the Packers.
1: Yeah, I don't think the Rams have another Kind of miracle or underdog, you know, upset. I just I, going into Lambo versus Aaron Rodgers is playing at, out of his mind right now. I don't, I mm-hmm. don't see it. And we, I don't even think uh, Bob's gonna play next week. I'm not even sure.
0: I mean, the fucking their last quarterback's in the hospital still. I haven't heard anything about it, yeah, him since, since the game.
1: They should go see uh,
0: what Tyler Heineke's is doing right now, go yeah, make right? a trade for him or something.
1: Obviously, they can't, but. Something. I don't know.
0: But yeah, I think I, I don't think this is gonna be a pretty game. I don't think the Rams have it in them, like you said. Yeah, I
1: also I don't think um I don't think the Rams are gonna be able to stop this Packer offense. Yeah, definitely. I think the game's gonna be decided if Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams, who comes up on top. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna they're gonna put Jalen on him and he's gonna follow him throughout the game. But I think if they don't racket him or try to double team him, I think it could be ugly. I mean I don't think anybody, even as talented as Jalen Ramsey, as I don't think anybody can cover Devontae Adams one-on-one, so they're going to have to give him help. And if you're double-teaming Adams, that leaves a Scantling or Lazard or Tanya open and opens up the rushing lanes, you know, up the middle and stuff. So I don't really see this Rams pulling up another upset after just upsetting the Seahawks last week. Uh, I like the, pa- I, the Packers. The are my favorite to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to pick against them versus a uh, depleted Rams uh, team with the questionable at best quarterback situation
0: yeah I, i'm a, I'm have to agree mm. wholeheartedly all
1: right so next game so that was 435 the next game is going to be at 815 that's going to be ravens at bills what do you think
0: i have the bills winning this game yeah
1: i would have to agree
0: i, I just think you know i mean i know they had a they had kind of a sloppy game last week, but I think they're going to fix it up. I think it's, uh, you know... Because, I mean, it's a new playoff experience. I think it's a new experience for Josh Allen because he hasn't made the playoffs, right? Mm. Or did he make it, like, his first year or something? I can't remember.
1: Um. No, I think this is their first year.
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, you give them a, you give them a week. The, the, the see what's how, like, the competition's different and whatnot. I think... The Bills are gonna pick it up. I also th- I think it's gonna be a good game, though. I don't think it's gonna be a, uh, you know, what the Packers Rams game is gonna I th- be. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Or Actually, like
1: I think it's gonna be a shootout. I th- I yeah. think when you get two dynamic quarterbacks like this, you're, you're gonna get a shootout. You know, and both defenses yes, are sure. solid, but they're not great. I think it's, this game might end up in whoever scores forty. That's what I think. You know, whoever gets the forty or 35, 30, whatever, I think it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be. Two the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league, not named Patrick Mahomes, going up against each other, uh, two two dual threats, you know, so I think, you know, at home it's gonna be in Buffalo. It actually got the, the, Colts got lucky because it was actually good weather in Buffalo, but I think yeah. it's actually supposed to be cold for this game next Saturday, so it's gonna be cold. You're gonna see some probably high scoring offense. I don't, I don't know. I think it go either way. Know, but I, if I had to pick one, I think I'd go with the said the Bills? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, the Bills. All right, next game is at Sunday at 3.05. It's going to be Browns at Chiefs. Who yeah. uh,
0: I think the I think the Chiefs are going to win this one.
1: Chiefs are 10-point favorites.
0: So. 10 points? Hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Man. I mean, what everyone has a coin for a week or two.
1: I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: 10 points is a lot, especially, I mean, the Browns, you know, played pretty good in the last week. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I think, uh, I think Chiefs are, nobody wants to versus Chiefs. I don't know if this, I don't know if their defense is going to be able to stop all the weapons they have and, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But it could be interesting. You know, Chiefs defense is, yeah, Chiefs defense isn't all that special. They're a solid bunch, but you can get them, you know. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's going to be, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be too close, but I think the Browns are hanging in there. And ultimately, I think the Chiefs will come on top.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. I think Patrick Mahomes. Man, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes.
1: No, for sure. I think a lot of people have the Chiefs
0: going to the Super Bowl too. So. Yeah. Uh. For sure.
1: So that's our pickems. What do you want to talk about next? We could talk about.
0: Uh no, you missed one game.
1: No Browns, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills. Saints? Oh, I'm Tampa? so sorry. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Bucks Saints. Um, I'm sorry. It's at, at six forty. The Bucks versus the Saints. Uh it's, Saints are three point favorites. Uh, what do you think about it? Saints are
0: favorites.
1: Oh, yeah, Saints are favorites.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm have to go against it. I think. I think Tampa's gonna take it. I did. Th- I mean, their their offense has just been gelling so well the past couple weeks. They played. They beat. Uh, you know. I mean to beat Washington football team by like eight, but still, like they have so so many offensive threats that Brady can throw to, and Brady looks fucking good still. Oldest player to throw a TD in the playoffs, hmm. but I mean not not to say anything about the Saints like the Saints are garbage, but they also have a lot of offensive weapons. But I don't know if they can, uh, I don't know if they could beat Tampa to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think the only reason why they're uh, favorites because it's in the dome. I think if it weren't in the dome, I'm pretty sure Tampa would be favorites, but. I don't really like how the Saints team has been playing. I mean, it was kind of a ugly win versus the Bears, and the Bears are not all that talented. I mean the Bears are giving them multiple opportunities to score. I mean, they weren't doing anything on offense. You know, and their off. And the Saints offense was getting the ball in good field position. And they were for the most part weren't getting it done until you know, until you know, towards the end, you know. So I think this Bucks team I think they matched up really, really well with the Saints. I think their defenses are both pretty solid, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Tom Brady and and the the offense that they got and all the weapons they got. I don't think and I think this might be you know unfortunately you say it was a great career but I think this might be Joe Brady's last uh, game in the NFL. Yeah,
0: if, I can see that. What you think, Philip Rivers is retiring?
1: Oh, you didn't even talk about that. Yeah, actually, I think Philip Rivers might be done in, um, on the Colts. I think I could see him going somewhere else. I don't.
0: I I don't know. I don't know. I think. See, I thought he could play another year, mm. but then I saw the fail Mary, and I was like, "Oh." I, you know,
1: I, I think he wants to play another year. Mm-hmm. I do. I really think he he's gonna want to play another year, uh, but I, I don't think he's gonna be on the Colts. I think the Colts probably try to upgrade that position because he didn't really have a good <laughs> season, you know.
0: So where do you think he goes?
1: He'll probably go to some probably go to some team with maybe. Bears or something. If they don't figure out anything, I don't know. Like, um, I'm trying to think. The Jets are probably gonna go quarterback, and they have Sam Darnold, so I don't know. Jags gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if he, that's the question. If he can't get a starting job somewhere else, I think he just end up retiring. But I think he does want to play though. I get that feeling from him. Yeah,
0: he has like 12 kids to support.
1: So. <laughs> He can't afford to retire. Another contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's funny. So this might be the last game of a couple quarterbacks: Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Big Ben. I mm-hmm. hope Big Ben retires. I hate Big Ben. I, that's that's yeah. on record. I fucking hate that guy.
0: I was I was trying to, you know, how he loves to do the radio interviews after games oh, and shit. Oh yeah, of course. You know, I I I DM'd him on Twitter. I was like, yo, <laughs> you wanna you wanna come on the podcast real quick? Talk about uh, talk some of your teammates. You know, talk about what happened. <laughs> what would he say? Uh, he said go fuck myself. He said that? <laughs> <laughs> you wish he said go fuck yourself? <laughs> yeah, that was, it would just be funny, because I hate big games. You know what's too.
1: funny, I, bro, I asked somebody go on the pod, but I forgot who it was. Come back to me on that, I think I'll remember. Or oh, let me check Twitter while you talk.
0: Yeah, um, I want to talk about the NBA a little bit, because I know you want to talk about the Mets pressure today, mm. but I think uh, what's happening in the NBA is kind of crazy. They had to postpone a game yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtics game, I think, postponed. And then they had to postpone two games today. Let me see, hold on. Which game got postponed? Yeah, Miami versus Celtics. The day before, 76ers had like nine active players. Mm. And today, two games got postponed. Uh, Pelicans, Mavericks, and the Celtics game, which isn't here right now. Oh, no, the Celtics game is tomorrow. You, do you think the NBA is going to have to... Doing a, do a dual lockdown? I don't think you can sustain it, to be honest.
1: Uh, I think the NBA is in a real um, tough situation right now. I think there's a mm-hmm. real good chance that there might be some kind of pause to the season again this season because you know they're t- uh, the uh, Adam Silver and he's talking to the player association and the owners and stuff, and it's not really sounding so good for the for basketball right now. I think there might be some type of pause or. Or something, maybe like a week or two, two weeks or something like that. But the NBA is in real; it's serious, you know. They might shut down for a couple weeks or a month.
0: Yeah, uh, I honestly don't know if they can continue the season because I mean they can pause for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But then they're just gonna come back. The same thing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a you know, like you said, they're in a very hard spot right now yeah i I don't think the season's gonna be able to continue i think
1: they gotta do a better job making sure players are following protocols i'm not saying any players violating protocol i don't know but you know they're getting some outbreaks here i think i think you know players gotta be more careful with how they interact and what they do off the court you know i think they gotta get that locked down and make sure players are buying in and players are not just doing whatever the hell they want you know outside the court you know all right, so I was trying to look for the tweet, but I couldn't find it. Uh, I probably I'll probably tweet it later again. Who the hell I, I at the end there actually it was a tweet I tweeted somebody I added somebody say hop on the pod, and I forgot who I tweeted. I Think it was I think it was like Wojnowski. <laughs> you think I get you think I get Woj
0: on yet? If we do, you know he's gotta get us a ESPN sponsorship.
1: Yeah alright so let's speaking of sponsorships mm-hmm.
0: really quick anybody know any Raid Shadow Legends people tell them to him yeah me.
1: We, we're trying to get a sponsorship on this podcast <laughs> bad anybody <laughs>
0: anybody I don't get paid enough to fucking edit three podcasts in seven days yeah. all right this just killing me yeah
1: we, we we can use a sponsorship somewhere anybody <laughs> Bill
0: more I know Bill Bar gives sponsorships to anybody I mean fuck it let's just, let's just aim for the moon let's say uh, fucking Tesla sponsorship yeah Tesla. You Elon Musk, you you kind of a weirdo, but uh I'll take the Tesla on it, you know. Yeah,
1: just send us uh just a Tesla, just send us a Tesla and we'll, we'll sponsor you.
0: You know. Oh, we'll we'll shout yeah. you out every time whatever. I mean, you know, Gucci, JaVinci. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody. Yeah, Versace. Anyone anyone out just getting the buzzwords out there so maybe somebody hears about this mm-hmm. for the zero people that listen so far.
1: No, we got some views. I got
0: some of my fa- I got yeah. some of my family members to view it. Okay, so I mean, your family people, your family members know anybody? Oh, Nickelodeon sponsorship. Yeah, Yo, we... you love love the game today. <laughs> I mean, yesterday, love the. Yo,
1: honestly, I think Nickelodeon needs to get us on there, on the booth.
0: Listen, the SpongeBob field goal thing it's genius.
1: The slime cannons was genius.
0: The s- genius, Mitchell Trubisky winning MVP—genius.
1: You-, you know what was hilarious? When Trubisky mm. threw a, a pick, <laughs> and then they cut it to fucking SpongeBob and Patrick and Sandy and Sandy was explaining a fucking turnover and she was like <laughs> it's like when you have a Krabby Patty but then you give your Krabby Patty to someone else and now they have it and then Spongebob was like can I have the Krabby Patty back and Patrick ate it and I'm just like oh no It's like that yeah, that's exactly what Mr. Trubisky just did he gave the Krabby Patty over to the <laughs> fucking
0: Saints oh somebody got caught by the hot mic saying oh. saying, saying the uh, the F word
1: <laughs> that was you knew it was gonna happen though you yeah, knew it was I, it, it was it was bound to happen. So there was, good, especially no fans. It's so quiet. You hear everything these guys say. You're gonna hear someone say, you know, f, you know, the f word, or yeah. something worse. Scott? you know. Thank God it was just the f word. I think the f word is, <laughs> is understandable. But can you imagine yeah, a little that kid? That was funny as fuck. Can you imagine a little kid, mommy, mommy, what's what does fuck mean? <laughs> and she's like, where did you hear that? Nickelodeon. What the, f- <laughs> what the hell?
0: Then they then then they gotta put on the fucking sailor mouth episode of SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh. To try and explain it to them,
1: yeah, freaking Barnacles. It's like once,
0: honestly, they they should have had like the dolphin noise covering it up. That would have been fun. That would
1: have been absolutely hilarious.
0: If they would have done that, they would have broke Twitter. Oh yeah, without a doubt. All
1: right, so let's snake the switch over to baseball. So we talked about a little about about the the basketball and how their season's in jeopardy right now. Talked about the football, uh, the NFL playoffs and stuff. So. Francisco Lindor had his presser. Obviously, we know that he's a superstar and there's a lot of buzz going around the Mets. And You know, we finally got to hear him speak, you know. We knew about the trade for a couple of days now, but, you know, sometimes you just want to hear what the player has to say, you know. Is he excited? Is he scared? Is he, is he sad? Is he, you know. But overall, the, I watched the entire presser. It was it was good. It was kind of, like, typical, you know. There was nothing um, that stood out, really. Other than the, there was one thing that did st- uh, stand out, and it was just, you know, one of the... People asked him a question. It was like, you know, are you open to contract extension, right? And we talked about how that trade really depends on if uh, the Mets can sign him long term. And he said he flat out said he's like, I've never been against contract extension and buying long term. You know, it didn't happen with the Indians because we couldn't come to agreement. But uh, you know, we can. You know, he's not against uh, going to uh, getting a con- uh, contract extension. It's just you have to meet him at his price. That's kind of how I took it. And you know the Mets have the money. They have a fourteen billion dollar order. I, I, uh, I think, I think I would expect the contract extension before, or maybe a little bit during spring training, because he also said it in his presser that when the season starts, he doesn't like to co- talk about uh, contracts. He likes to focus on the game in front of him and his job and his tasks. So that was the one real notable thing in the presser that he is um, he is uh, willing to sign a contract extension uh, as long as it doesn't. Uh, linger into the season, so it was uh Other than that, oh, there was actually one one little thing. <laughs> Someone asked him, like, you know, when you were a kid, who did who's your favorite team? <laughs> and this guy said the Red Sox, so it was just it was just <laughs> funny. Just he's a Met, and he he's a he used to be a Red Sox fan, just spit on the Yankees some more. but that was yeah, fuck them. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the. Yan- <laughs> no,
0: I'm sorry. You like all New York teams. Yeah, my bad.
1: Yeah. Even the even even the Yankees. The only team I don't really root for is the Nets, but I like Kevin Durant, so I kind of forced the ruin for them now. I like him. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much it for the Lindor presser. It was kind of mundane. Um, you know, it was also just good to hear him talk. You know, he said he was excited. He said he spoke to some of the players already on the team. I think he mentioned Conforto and McCann and um, Diaz. I think he said talked to Sandy, talked to Jared Porter, the GM, talked to. Steve a little bit so oh all no all, I thought he looked excited I, I thought he looked good in the Mets hat he was wearing the Mets hat during the presser Now he looked good uh he was always smiling during the presser which is to be expected you know they call him Mister Smile he's a, the smile is you know part of his personality part of his branding so yeah so oh no as a Mets fan I was happy with the presser you know now what's next you gotta get that got good sign to the contract extension because you can't really have him playing on a on a one-year deal and then the closer it gets to free agency he's not going to want to sign because you're so you're already so close to free agency might as well just hit it you know mm-hmm. so that's about it Um, anything you want to talk about
0: uh, I just want to talk about this tweet I just saw I didn't even know this was a thing mm-hmm. so in 2018 the Eagles unveiled the statue of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson mm. talking about like the Philly special or whatever yeah. And now neither of them on the team, which is just funny to me. Three years later. Yeah, that is funny. Are you think? That was a shitty ass statue, too. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of crazy. Super Bowl 52, they won. Yeah. And now we're up to
0: Super Bowl 55. Which. And won. it's over, just like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, now they're tanking. I mean, I'm pretty confident Doug Bates will gonna drop somewhere. Uh, I just. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's the Jets. I wouldn't do it. I think they should go fresh, but. He'll get a if he wants a job, he'll get a job. You know, the guy who won a Super Bowl three years ago, you know, any you know. He's a Super Bowl winning coach, he'll get a head, head head coaching job somewhere. Yeah. So that's just funny. Um anything else I think we just pod's a little short, so we can fill it in.
0: I mean, I don't really have much to talk about. Mm,
1: how about we talk about let's stay on the Mets because we were just talking about him. So Obviously, we know about uh Lindor, and Carrasco the trade. So I was just kind of thinking about to myself. I was just like, "Well, where do the Mets go from here, and what would I would do?" So the Mets have about thirty million to spend before they hit the luxury tax, right? And it doesn't really seem that they're going over the first year because you know it's the first year. You don't want to spend too much money, then you screw yourself, you know, down the road. And you know there might not be fans in the stands, so you you don't really want to put yourself in a hole there where you have to cut costs next season because, you you know, you lost money. But so they have about 30 mil. They still need a center fielder. And they're really rumored to to be on uh, George Springer, who's uh, another superstar on the free agent market. And a lot of fans really want him because, you know, you got one superstar, let's get the second superstar, and he fills up the position of need. But I don't think, you know, based on what I think and what I'm hearing is from, you know, from reports, not that I have sources, but. I don't think the Mets are going to end up with George Springer. I think they'll probably look to for a more defensive center fielder because they have their offense is so stacked that they can sacrifice a little bit of offense to, for defense. So there's some guy so for Mets fans to keep an eye on maybe a Jackie Bradley Jr. or maybe a Kevin Kiermaier who's on the Rays, maybe they go make a trade for him or something. Something more defensive, you know, cuz the whole theme about this offseason was defense up the middle because the Mets have had horrible defenses for God knows how long. So they already addressed two needs, shortstop and catcher this offseason. So look for, keep your eye out on a Jackie Bradley Jr. type and you know, maybe a Kike Hernandez to be like a utility guy. Play third, play second, play center field if you need to. Um and look out for lefty relievers like, you know, Brad are heavily rumored. Jake McGee, um, Tony Watson, some of these guys, some of these lefties. So for the Mets fans that are just they want George Springer, they want George Springer. I would have to ask you to you know pause on that for a little bit because you know you can't spend you can't spend you can't get everybody you know no matter how rich your owner is because there's still a luxury tax there's still you know you still have to think long term you know you still got your players you have to get signed to the extensions. I mentioned Francisco Lindor. Michael Goodfordo, you have to get to a contract extension. You know, Syndergaard's coming back from a Tommy John. You're going to have to get him on a contract extension. So I don't think, you know, given a five, six year deal, you know, hundreds, over a hundred million to uh, George Springer. I don't think that's a a good idea because that might cost you a Michael Goodfordo or a no Syndergaard down the line, you know. So that's pretty much it for the Mets. I think. I think their heavy lifting is done, but I think they'll continue to add, you know, around the edges, you know, defense, uh, pitching, a little bit more pitching, uh, maybe a starter, James Paxton type, you know, high upside guy that you get on a one year deal because he's coming off injuries or Corey Kluber, same reason. So Mets, I know Mets fans, I know on Twitter, you, you know, you want to get everybody, but let's just see how it plays out, you know, Uh, I think I'm done. Yeah. We talked about a lot. We talked about football. We talked about Doug Peterson's uh, firing. We talked about Super Wildcard weekend and our predictions for next week's uh, football games. We talked about, what else we, talk about? we talked about? Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, talked about the door and the Mets. Hmm?
0: NBA a little bit. And we
1: talked about the NBA and their season is in jeopardy. We'll see in the coming days what happens, you know?
0: Yeah, I think by the time our next next podcast goes up, I think we're gonna have an answer. Yeah, some answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that you know, I'm Adam. He's Jav. We'll see yeah. you next Monday on our next pod, unless something major happens and we have to do an emergency podcast. But we'll see you guys later. Yeah. See ya. Bye.